What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Evo, how are you doing, my man? As usual, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. How about you, all dressed up? Life is good, man. You know, you got to make it. I make an effort twice a year, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Funny story, right? Yeah. No, it's... but it looks good, man. You should wear... Um you know like casually some suits at home that's it man mrs keen is happy when i dress like this i prefer a nice big oversized metallica hoodie and a pair of track suits when i'm at home but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta go all out you know shave the head and wear nice shirts and all that wonderful stuff people do treat me a little bit differently though when i'm outside people who i know around here just kind of like yeah. ah hello good to what's your name yeah, who are you? Like, I live here since two years, so. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, today's good, man. I went to go see a place for the gym. It looks good. It was a uh, reasonable cost. Um, let, I'm going to do my best to sit down and put an offer through and, and try and negotiate some good terms, get us back inside. Wow, that sounds good. That would be awesome. Can't wait for that uh, to take place and hopefully without certificates. But yeah, even if we're just going to struggle through it. Not struggle through it, fight through it. Fight through it, there you go. That's how we do it. Yeah, man, it's interesting. I'm walking around Lucerne town now, the Altstadt, down by the, down by the, the where the river hits the lake. Man, there's so many places closing down. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. It's just empty. Well, that's what they want, right? Yeah. That's happening. It's happening. Businesses are dying. Kofla, one of the biggest um, merchants in Lucerne is shutting down. I mean, they are kind of, screwed really so it's interesting let's see how that's gonna affect the the real estate prices yeah man not not really but interesting seen... i mean go ahead sorry yeah i'm just saying it's gonna uh, open up a lot of opportunities uh to move in um let's say centrally more than we were right yeah for real i i love the place i saw today right smack bang in the center of town so if we cool. can get that, it would be ideal city martial arts in a city center. That would be cool. Fingers crossed. It's going to work out. Don't worry. Let's see. Um, yeah. Speaking of money, dude, I owe you 40 bucks. How come? I lost a bet at the weekend. Oh, that's right. There you go, man. I'm a was, guy it, who... uh, was it a choke, right? Rear naked choke, Charles Oliveira. Yeah, I... I... <sighs> I just thought Dustin would be able to stay stay away from any type of grappling with his f footwork, his head movement, his speed. You know, things he did against Connor were fast. Everything was speed, you know. And um, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head, dude. That overhand right or that straight right into his back, took his back, jumped up there like a like on a giraffe, and just took the choke home. Man, he he was very very patient on his back and. Uh, Oliveira got it done. Yeah, so the thing is that mostly MMA math does work out, even if it doesn't in certain cases when you are comparing facts. But if you are looking at the quality of opponents that both men were fighting, you can just say that basically Dustin was fighting um, Conor McGregor twice, right? And we have Charles Oliveira fighting um, Michael Chandler, you know, uh, Kevin Lee uh, was fighting some big names, but actually experts in what they are doing, especially winning against Michael Chandler, the title, that is just amazing. 
And Chandler is a bitter, bitter loser because he's just screaming all over the Twitter how he would have beat Charles Oliveira. Listen, this is an, a new Charles Oliveira. I've been a fan of that kid since he entered the UFC. Got disappointed a lot, but still, I believe like he's he was a young guy. He was 21 when he entered the UFC. I was a big fan of him because there was some links to the BJJ roots, right? Because he trains under Macaco. When I came to Switzerland, I trained under a guy, uh, under a guy who is a black belt under Macaco, right? Uh, so that's Jorge Patino. That's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, trainer. Uh, what I've heard, how he's training his students, you would think he's a psychopath, uh, you know. But that's never surprised me. And you see how Charles moved up the weight class, how he put on the muscle, and he looks just strong and he took those punches yeah. i was thinking mm, stop taking him use the head movement so he was you know i think he was absorbing too much punishment for what i would like to see but in the end he you know prevailed and he won um the exact same way as i would have expected him i'm not sure if he wanted to demonstrate he's not a quitter anymore i'm not sure if he wanted to show that he is not really uh, impressed by poria's power which mm, yeah. was a bit dangerous uh, or he was just you know let's say nervous and he got hit clipped a couple of times because that, that was concerning. The first round was concerning, but uh, Poria went out, he showed what he had. And I, I told you, he, he hit his limit. He will not improve from we you've seen the best Poria in the Conor McGregor fight. And that's kind of, uh, that's a kind of um, opponents that he needs to strive, right? Opponents that are not complete, basically one-sided people, uh, I mean, Connor was never a complete fighter. He was a good striker, and he and until he met, you know, Nate Diaz, who choked him out, and then the downfall started. But Poria, you know, he hit his highs, and he will not be the champion. I think he was good. He's, he's a good gatekeeper, um, but champion, okay, interim champion, yes, but a real champion, like you know, when he's facing real, um, let's say, talents like. Oliveira, even Chandler, I wouldn't think that he, he can win, win win against Chandler. Right. So I think that's that's the last title fight we should see Poria in, uh, to be honest. So yeah, let's see what what his career will. And he said basically he's motivated to have other fights. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to ask you one question from a technical standpoint, and because uh, I've looked around all week at this uh, at the analysis of what happened in the fight and no one has discussed this yet and i want to see if 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 you can give me some advice um when charles got dustin's back what like should dust did dustin do the right thing did he stay nope. standing and fight the arms should he have gone to the ground and taken the weight off his shoulders and just gone fight the arms then what should he have done so when he is in that position, he lets uh, Charles Oliveira um, put all his weight on him, right? So when Charles put the first hook in, you should have sh you should have seen um, Poria going against the cage with his back, right, and start to turn in, and he just let it happen. I mean, there was good there was good shots, and basically once um, Oliveira has your back, it's difficult to, um, you know, to, to get him off his back. But what he should have done is once he grabbed around his wrist, uh, he should have went for the wrist control, right? He should have went for the Kimuras. He started to attack. And once you become too, too defensive with the offensive guy, that's just, I mean, that's just, um, that's just the chain of attacks that is coming. Because when I, uh, let's say if that is the Makako style of jujitsu, 
it's one attack after the other. There's a chain attack that I learned uh, under this professor. I'm not going to mention his name to get, to not give him any credits because, yeah, whatever. So um, okay. he would show you how to attack a triangle, how to attack an armbar, how to attack an omoplata, go back to the triangle. So it was a chain of attacks. It's a very offensive way of jiu-jitsu. And what uh, Poria did is basically he just became stiff and offensive. And he was drained. I mean, he was tired. And what should have happened is... Um, what he did in the second round, I think, I think when he was laying down and just absorbing that big, big elbows, and he said, oh, I'm not going to move. I was thinking the only reason why he is not trying to improve position is basically not to give away any attack to Charles Oliveira, which was smart. Still, if you get submitted by Khabib, by rear naked choke, that is... You need to train that every day, that three and naked choke. You just need to train that defense every single day. You just need to put yourself in there and defend it. And you just need to learn it. So it needs to become your second nature. And, I, and that's what I said is like, okay, I would have wished um, Dustin would have worked on that um, rear naked choke defense. Yeah, makes sense. Because I, I was looking at the fight and I was asking myself, you know, what 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 should Dustin be doing? Is he is he in the game now? Is he correctly fighting the hands? Is he staying up for a reason? Uh, against Michael Chandler, when Oliveira got Chandler's back, Chandler flipped backwards and landed on his back, you know, when they were standing. Yeah, but it's very athletic, yes. Yeah. Now, I was thinking, should Dustin maybe have tucked his neck and flipped forward? and like face planted Oliveira into the mat. Is that a good, it's a legal technique because it's not a spike, but should, like, I wasn't sure was Dustin doing the right thing or the wrong thing in that position. Like against the, the cage, is, the way you said it was, it makes sense to stop the second yeah, hook. He needs to turn, you know, the hook was on the left, right? He was on his back. And now he needs to turn into Charles Oliveira, right? Yeah. You need to turn into him. And at the same time, he should have, he would have turned um, basically the, other leg against the cage so Charles cannot get the second hook in and he's protecting his right shoulder right so when you start to lean against the cage I've seen just one other fight that I was so amazed how how that person was using the whole cage for I think it was even a, a girl I'm not sure who was it I need to rewatch the fights and I'm, I'm going to come back on that point but somebody was using that cage amazingly right for for takedown defense for submission uh defense for everything and I just thought people are still fighting MMA and not using that that cage to their advantage. They're just not doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw a guy who was uh, taken down. He was, uh, you know, he stopped the takedown with his right arm and then he pushed off the cage to get out of that position. I mean, people need to start to use the cage more, not just bounce off um, like, I mean, Pettis did to get fancy kicks, but use that cage. It's your protection. It's there to protect you. Absolutely. So um, about that... One of my coaches, Robin Gracie in Barcelona, when I was tra training with him a lot, uh, private classes, he always said, the first priority is to protect the neck. So you're going to go turtle, right? You're going to pull in your neck. You're going to put up you're gonna put up the, the arms and it becomes an arm game because when he's starting to chase, chase the arms to, let's say, put a Kimura or an arm lock on it or an arm bar, he's going for the arms. But when you immediately when the arm is let go, if he wants to attack with a choke, you put it back, right? So you need to protect... Um, your neck at all times and what I've seen in two fights is that those rear naked chokes actually and now you have to think about it they were not under the chin so what I've seen is people using the inside bone inside bone to go over the cross face right and to put so much pressure on the teeth 
or actually maybe even on the chin so that you think it's going to break, right? So you get this panic mode and you probably will start to, you know, move around or get it out because it's very uncomfortable and it hurts as hell. And that's why I saw that it was those cross faces. They were really, really hurting the, even Amanda Nunes. And if you compare Amanda Nunes and Charles Oliveira, uh, no, Amanda Nunes and Poirier, they both were in the same position with that bone across their feet. And I think that's just when it op- when they open up for choke to sink in. Yeah, makes sense. I just wasn't sure if he was doing the right thing or not because I, I'm not going to try and second guess or try and regurgitate whatever someone else's opinion is. Uh, in my he position, didn't. I would have... Go ahead. He, he, he didn't. He didn't use the cage to his advantage and that's, mm-hmm. that's the point. You know, most people don't. <clears throat> so that's, that's a pity. And I would like to see people more training because that's what I would do with, with folks. Uh, I saw a guy, you know, uh, do an arm drag arm drag and shove the guy's head into the cage he used the cage to smash the other guy and it's so impressive i think it was cage warriors that i watched so amazing i think you need to do these kind of things and people are just thinking about punching striking kicking takedowns and you know uh submissions and then maybe they will from time to time use the cage to get up out of uh, the single leg you know where they're pinned when there's no attacks but you know you need to use that cage to smash the other guy's head into yeah. into the cage why not it's not forbidden it doesn't, it doesn't say you're not allowed to slam his head into the ground there and you touched on it you said uh anthony pettis versus benson henderson the kick heard around the world i love it and that uh, was the one and then we saw jose aldo using the same for the superman punch that's right and also with the on the opposite side of that instead of defense like instead of attack defense uh when you're seven foot tall like Seth, stefan struve He's actually leaning over the cage, just holding on. Just <laughs> Yeah, he's not grabbing it, right? So yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Beautiful. Or, it's interesting. Uh, I love this aspect of the game. You know, people are not paying attention because you just want to see knockout or submission. But you should think how that's a good question, Dave. How do you get? Did he do enough? What can he do? And I think he needs to learn that rear naked choke defense, you know? Yeah, true. Put your Absolutely. head outside. It's one of the basics that you learn, right? Mm-hmm. Grab extend the arm, go around, push, you know, just defend the neck. And that's, I think, Robin Gracie gave me this on my ways, always protect the neck. Yeah, for sure. Because and you can you can have your arm broken, leg broken, but you cannot have your bloodstream stopped and still be conscious. Yeah, it's a, a, a few very short seconds and then you're waking up around a referee, judges, the commission, and you're asking, did I win the fight? You know, yeah. uh, and then the the co-main event, the biggest shock in MMA history, according to the bookmakers, the odds were so lopsided. Um, we got it wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with being wrong. Um, but Amanda Nunes got her ass beat. Slept, slept on uh, Pena. I'm sorry, I really slept on her. Um, I just thought that Nunes would be mentally stronger. But I think that the family life might made her softer, maybe change her training schedule, or he just, she just uh, reached her limit as well. Yeah. That's, you cannot say that she cannot come back, but she got finished, right? This is not a decision loss. She got finished. She yeah. got reckless. She started to fight dirty. Um, I mean, it was just an amazing fight overall. It was just a brawl, actually, with the submission at the end. Yeah, it was. And what I love to see 
is it not some like everybody wants you know the just bleed mentality like it's mma it's human cockfighting but when you see the beautiful jabs that juliana was throwing out there and you see Three, amanda's four. like amanda's head snapping back you see her mouthpiece opening up um it was like it was reckless there was nothing super technical about it it wasn't like the boxers but th those one twos and that jab that kept landing on amanda's face like when the takedown happened and the choke was sunk in, uh, Juliana had no hooks in and there was no hand fighting at all. It was just a case of I'm down, the choke is under, I'm tapping. There was no defense. There was no desire to get out of the position she was in. Um, There's a conspiracy that she threw the fight so that she, she could come back for the rematch and make more money. Um, but if you lose your title, you get a new contract and you end up actually making less money and you wouldn't have the negotiating power for pay-per-view points. So I think that conspiracy is nonsense. It's uh, Amanda has two titles, right? So she didn't lose a title and yeah. she didn't throw a fight. So why would you throw away your legacy um, yeah. for whatever, right? So I'm, I'm questioning that. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking that she got completely reckless uh, you never know if she was training with a with an injury. You never know if because we had the other fight where the guy said, "Oh yeah, it was Sean O'Malley." He said, "If I would have taken down, got taken down, I I don't know if I could have gotten up because he was fighting with broken ribs." You never know what people are going through the training camp. One are better to keep it a secret than the others. Um, you know, she didn't make any excuses. She was super positive after the fight. So I think maybe her priorities have switched in life because. You know, when you have kids, you become softer or you become, you know, more aggressive to fight. And I think in, in Amanda and her partner, they are kind of a, you know, good place. Maybe they are financially secured. And so she's just losing the drive, just the same as Conor McGregor. Once you have the money and you're comfortable in your family life, your priorities switch. So that being said, we don't know what it is. She did quit. I saw some kind of control. And again, that cross face, it hurts, um, you know. Again, Robin Gracie, if you if you control the head, you control the whole body. And people, you, they think you can just, you know, it's a girl. She has uh, long hair. She cannot just pull the head out. I, I mean, she can try. She can break her neck, neck in the process. You don't know how many pressure there was um, from um, Pena on that neck. So there's a lot of factors. And, I, you know, if you listen to the commentary, often you will think like, oh, there is something going on. But if you switch off, if you switch off the the commentary, you can actually he, uh, you can hear yourself saying, "Oh, this might be the case, or they they might be the pressure." It looks easy. Everybody's yeah, just put the hell out, pull pull your head out. It's not that easy. It's yeah. not always that easy, especially if there's a nose in a way, you know, and there's feet in a way. You never know how much skin is there. You just can't, you cannot. So I think yeah. that was a really good submission. Um, people I, were you know I laughing just, uh... at stare downs and yeah. I just got a pain in my neck there from what you said about the cross face because yeah. I remember getting cross faced so much in the gym when my neck is tucked and I'm like, you're not getting under my neck. And then that yeah. bone comes up by your nose. Exactly. Oh, dude. So <sighs> people will use, people will use this part, right? This bone. Yeah. And it will drive it into your teeth. And if that doesn't work, they'll go up to your nose and down and just, you know, use it like a saw and it hurts people, you know, so don't, don't think that's an easy position to get out of. Yeah, that's it, man. Especially when you got punched uh, with 
four or five good jabs in your face and that hurts you know she was busted and it's there's a lot of pain yeah i'm sorry it's fighting it's not hugging yeah the the jabs for me like i get a headache when i see perfect jabs landing because they're not the power punches they're the 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 the, the punches that piss me off it's like my head snaps back it's like fuck dude you get one in the nose or you get one right between the eyes it's just like ugh um, but yeah great and Amanda fights was, Amanda was running with a whole whole body weight into those punches right so yeah and then we got Sugar Sean O'Malley dude he, an honorable mention of the night because he 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 just exposed the UFC I don't know not many people paid attention to the post fight press conference Dana White said, well, I guess we got to pay this guy, you know, and that's a, an alarming sentence to say, because now you're acknowledging the fact that it's like this guy's super popular and now you got to pay him because he's winning. You know, it's a strange one. It's a strange negotiation. Yeah. So either you have open payments, as I said, they did it in Sweden already. If you have this and this amount of fights you earn this and this amount right and then when you move up either it's that kind of a structure or it's completely secret and you see people pulling power and you start to pay him you shut him up basically so yeah. with sean o'malley what people don't know he's a streamer he games a lot he streams on twitch um you know and he will have youtube channel and he has a lot of followers so he's a bigger reach to people that's actually um, let's say UFC cannot um, get them over. So it's it's kind of a Jake Paul of MMA, but just smarter and yeah. uh, more colorful. But still, this guy is a striking that I haven't seen in a while. It's really, really beautiful. And I, I really enjoy the fights. So I think that being said, he's number 13 now, I think. Uh, he's yeah. finally listed, uh, ranked. He's going to fight ranked opponents and all kudos to him. If he gets more money, yeah, don't man. stop talking about fighters being underpaid. Exactly. And to quote the great Nate Diaz, pay me, motherfucker. Pay me, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we yeah, had, uh, we had, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Just about fighter pay is also the story of uh, Oliveira, where everybody's screaming. Yeah. He made nearly a million in post-fight bonuses, but he probably got cashed out a third of it, right? If at all, because he said, depending on which state he's fighting, he will end up with 10, maximum 15K payout after the 50, right? And then he has to pay the coaches and so on. So he will end up with two to 5,000. Can you imagine paying all these fees and people are thinking you're getting 50,000 in your pocket? Well, you're not. Yeah, man. People don't understand that. They think, oh, he made a million dollars. Well, he probably made about 100,000. Yeah, out of yeah. the million, crazy. Yeah people want to get paid as well you know so he didn't make it himself um his coaches did uh his coaches trained him when he was making five thousand why shouldn't he be making money when he's making a million or a half a million right so they need yeah. to get paid as well people don't think that a person is making what is um paid by the ufc he's not there's taxes there is fees there is insurances there is expenses that you're not aware of you know you need to pay the coaches you need to pay uh everything yeah, I think there was a bust up with uh, Francis Ngannou and his gym specifically about that, uh, about once he became uh, a UFC guy, he stopped paying at the gym. And I don't know, like I, I know quite a few pro fighters don't pay fees at the gym that they're in. 
Um, but there's this, I guess, um, notoriety about bringing, you know, notoriety to the gym or, or, or having your friends come like a kind of a, a like a, an incentive scale, I guess, or something like that. Uh, but Francis basically out and out said, I'm no longer paying. I'm a UFC fighter or something to that effect. Well, nobody's going to get their rent paid by your, you know, you <laughs> entering their gym. I'm sorry to say it, but yeah. everybody has to pay. First of all, everything that is for free is not valued by the people, right? They just think it's common sense. It should be there. Like you owe them something. Number one. Number two, the people are away from their families. They are away from their friends. They are away from, you know, improving their lives to help you achieve your goal. And now you say they're not worth the money that you are earning because they brought you there where you are. I think those people are very soon be without a good team. Uh, number one and number two, they're not going to be the champion anymore. And they're going to come back. And, you know, people invested time and money into you uh because they saw something big in you so what you can do like anthony joshua did you can repay your coaches right you don't have to pay just the fees talking about fees people are putting blood sweat and tears more let's say people are not aware that coaches are even away from the kids to train the fighters so they're giving away their time instead of spending with their kids um and you go ahead and say i'm not going to pay them well too bad yeah you're going to end up without any good team so yeah, the diva mentality. I heard Francis became a huge diva and it pissed off yeah. Dana White because I think there was a fight in Vegas and he was like demanding a limo to take him from the hotel yeah. or something like that. Well, yeah, cultural you know. differences, right? Yeah. So people think they're entitled to things that they didn't earn or they think they earned it just because they achieved a goal or a milestone <laughs> in their life. So, yeah. True. Interesting. Uh, two final things. Uh, Lomachenko the most under-advertised fighter of the weekend was fighting this weekend. And like you, you, you posted it on Sunday and I'm like, Lomachenko fought last night. What? Incredible. Yeah. So he was fighting in California. Um, it was sold out. Uh, so probably they have um, limited their, so it was a WBO fight. He's an intercontinental uh, champion. Um, not a world champion, but he has a title. He was, you know, knocking that guy out, not out, but down like two or three times. Uh, yeah. He even asked the corner to take him back and not to let him out. It was so funny, but, yeah, you know, he fought the decision. He won. He's back on track and people still will ignore him and say he's not in the top four of the lightweights, right? So I disagree. They're just afraid to fight him because he's going to be back. Yeah, for real. I think he will have trouble finding opponents to fight him, actually. Yeah. And to, to just watch his style. I mean, come, did he come off the loss or did he fight before this one? He come off, he come off the loss. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that, that was such... Lopez. Lopez, yes, exactly. He, he came back and he looked fresh. He, his movement was good. His footwork was always Matrix style. Uh, vicious hooks jabs from every single angle known to man body shots and just dude killer how he lost his last fight i'll never know i'll never understand that but he's special man he they got to push him more i didn't know he was fighting i follow him on social media and it was just so poorly advertised until i saw you post it on sunday and i'm like jesus how did i, I miss got, that i got so many messages people were not aware because they were all focused on ufc and they good at they do a good job of promoting the fights. 
but still, you know, I'm following those guys on social media. I will read the boxing news and, you know, you know, there is a second big fight in boxing coming up this weekend. We're going to probably touch on that, right? Let's touch on it real quick. Uh, rematch, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Um, I don't know what to make of it, man. I don't know what the stipulations are in that contract. There's suggestions that it's fake. There's suggestions that there's a KO bonus for Woodley. I don't know, man. I'll watch it. I'm entertained by it, but of course. I don't know. What are you going to No, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, we might see, let's say, a win from Woodley and then it's going to be a trilogy. Um, but what I'm really pissed about is two weeks notice, really? I mean, I can I can almost say it's script that they've put this Fury guy in there, uh, almost knowing he's not going to fight. Jake Paul was saying it all along. So I'm thinking this is script, right? So this is really, this is like a, some kind of WWE shit because why would you fight Jake Paul on a two weeks notice? And I'm hoping that Tyrone was really training since, since that last fight. I mean, I saw him working out. It looks good. Yeah. It looks good. Um, yeah. Let's see. He looks good. Uh, uh, you touched on WWE there. Um, Vince McMahon always said it. We've touched on it on this podcast. Controlling the outcome. Are, they're the ones that are making the big bucks. You know, when Ronda lost, UFC took a hit. When Conor lost, UFC took a hit. John lost. John does anything outside of waking up in the morning. UFC takes a hit. Um, yeah. But these Paul guys are smart. They're financed. They're working with Showtime. Showtime are no stranger to entertainment. Uh, I think you're right, man. I think script is the only way to do this. And by making sure that the information is pushed out there, that it's Tyron Woodley, who everybody knows in the US, and not Fury, who not many people know. Um, yeah. you're going to make the most money that way. And you've got 14 days to push it. I think they've done a great job and I'm going to watch the fight. I am going to watch the fight. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about it as well. Yeah, we can man. even break it down. Why not? Let's break it down. Um, now, probably not now. We'll break it down. No. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, because afterwards. I'm not, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any footage. I know uh, of the both guys training. I'm not following yeah. their careers anymore. But I'm entertained. Yes, I will watch it. And then we can break it down and say, oh, this is what he's done. Where it uh, looks faked, where it looks, you know, because you can see when people are holding back punches and you heard what, um, what uh, Mayweather said about the fight against the bigger Paul Logan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can analyze that. Is it the show fight or is it a real, comp uh, real competitive fight? So let's see. There you go. Maybe they have a clause like you can only go hard in the rounds eight to ten. I mean, it's a ten, <laughs> ten rounds fight or eight. I'm not even ten, sure. But yeah, dude, that time where Floyd nailed uh, Logan Paul and then held him up because Logan was falling down. <laughs> you see that? Yeah, that was not scripts. Oh, no. embarrassing, dude. Um, we I have think... Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee signed with Eagle FC, so with the first big name under Khabib. So I'm, I'm wondering I'm a, what that's going to be about. I'm a little confused about this because I don't know. Are Khabib are going? To, are they going to go against the UFC grain, or are no. they going to be like cage warriors, where they're like yes, a, cage? Yeah, I think they're, they're just going to get like the new talent and build them up so that when they hits the UFC, they've they've got a a reputable um, 
record or not not even a rep a record but just experience in exposure the, yeah 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 and under Khabib who's no stranger to victory and no stranger to pressure um I think it's like a what would you call it like a, a foundational company that's going to then push to make some UFC stars it's like the PFL right so um I think it's going to be a a talent pool for Dagestani fighters and for Chechen fighters and for that region, let's say Central Asia, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah Kev, Kevin Lee's in there, and I have uh, the feeling we are going to watch that on UFC Fight Pass for sure. Most likely as well, because that's what Cage Warriors do. They have it on UFC Fight Pass. Um. So and then you see people like Paddy Pimlet coming over you've got all the other fighters like even dan hardy and michael bisping started in cage warriors so yeah it's just a good play the, most anderson likely silva. and anderson silva too with king of the cage as well but um the cage i would imagine dana sat down with khabib and they discussed their plan with this i, I would imagine this is quite calculated too yeah i i think there is some ufc people helping him out for sure there you go man i think that's good for today my brother Thank you very much. It was a pleasure as usual. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, Guys, again, if you like what you hear and if you like what you see, hit the subscribe button. Let's build those subscriber numbers. And if you have an opinion that is the same or the opposite to us, let us know in the comments. Just a quick comment or a paragraph. I'll read every word and I'll like it and I'll respond accordingly. Apple Podcast and Spotify. I love the I love the numbers that we have on there. Let's keep it going. Pass it on to a friend and say, "Hey, these guys, they know what they're talking about, right?" Absolutely. <laughs> Give us the like, support, and disagree with us or agree. Either way, man, just we want to get that conversation going. Uh, members of City Martial Arts, we are working on a new space for the gym. We need the right contract. We will not stop until we get it. Until then, we are training outside. In the cold, in the wet, in the snow, it doesn't matter. We're there. We're covered. By the way, I saw a guy, shout out uh, in Basel, who is having a um, boxing gym and he moved outside to train now. He said the first training outside without any certificates. So you set the trend, Dave, right? That's what we do at City Martial Arts, you know. I don't want to say that we have people copying us now, but I do see a lot of people around Lucerne, personal trainers taking personal classes, um, people jogging, people keeping fit, keep keeping the immune system going, you know what I mean? That's what yeah. we got to do. But yeah, I'm happy for that gym in Basel. It's a good move. All that money should not go towards rent. When you're told to close your business, close your doors, you can't advertise, but you still need to pay all those overheads. Fuck that noise. I agree. <laughs> I love it. Any final words, sir? Just uh, thank you for your time. It was really a pleasure. I'm going to go collect those 40. Um, you know, I'm coming for it. <laughs> I owe then, you 40 bucks. Yeah. So have a good day, my friend. And everybody have a great time. Uh, if we don't speak anymore to you, if you go on holidays with your family, have a great um, vacation holiday period. Absolutely. Rock and roll, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Kick in that music.